Hey guys, before we get into the episode, we have a little bit of an announcement, a little bit of housekeeping. Matt, tell them what's going on. Yeah, so we are merging with another property management company here in Austin. That's right. And um, some people get a little confused. Uh, a merger is not a buyout or anything like that. We're literally combining the companies. Right. And, you know, there's two different values that the companies had and you put them together and create something better. Yep. Uh, so it's uh, pretty exciting because our whole team's able to come over. Yeah. And we've all just basically doubled in size and mm-hmm. off to the races. Right, yeah. So since 2015, we've been running and gunning with Tree Homes. Mm-hmm. And then at the same time, this company called Stone Oak Property Management has been busting their tail as well. And then you formed a relationship with the owners of Stone Oak. And now we're coming together and forming this super group of property managers and awesome real estate professionals in the Austin market. Yeah, yeah. So just so everyone's clear, that's a merger on the management side. And then Tree Home still exists as a brokerage. Yep. Uh, but now the total management company is called Stone Oak. Yep. And I think we have around 650 doors, plus or minus. And right. Growing quickly. Um, and hope to get to a thousand and yeah. do some other markets. So um, the the cool part is you team up with some some good guys and um, who knows what will happen next. Right. So we're yeah. all trying to grow and I think the sky's the limit at this point. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And we're very uh, similarly focused as far as making sure the tenants are happy, making sure our investors are happy. And our goal is to be the best property management company known. Um, so if you guys have any needs for property management, please reach out. Um, our URL is going to be in the description below. It's stoneoakmgmt.com. Hit us up. We're looking for partners in other states and other areas, and uh, we're all trying to grow together. That's right. All right. Enjoy the episode. Goodbye. Welcome to the Young, Wild, Financially Free podcast, an audio experience where we don't just talk about it. We live it. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Young Wild Financially Free Podcast. This is Andrew Roberts. Hey, guys. Matt Teifke here. And uh, today we had a monumental episode for this podcast. We had a good friend of ours, Mr. Jason Huval, on the yeah. podcast. Yeah, we had a few beers, celebrated, yeah. a big announcement. Right, yeah. Exciting it was, times. It was awesome. Jason's a, a real estate entrepreneur, businessman. He's been around for a while and somebody that I look up to and I'm excited to team up with. Right. Um, so he's got a real estate brokerage, a property management company. He's been in the restaurant business. Yeah. Um, he's got a very, very diverse background. Yeah, very cool guy, very nice. Um, someone that you like to hang out with. He lived on Catalina Island for a while yeah. and threw a Catalina wine mixer. <laughs> cool guy, though. Yes. He's uh, somebody you definitely want to have on your side. Definitely, yeah. He's a good guy, uh, very successful entrepreneur, uh, and we are very blessed to have him on the podcast and very blessed to, to know him and call him a friend. So without further ado, please enjoy this episode with our good friend, Mr. Jason Huval. Okay. You ready? Sounds good. I'm not under oath or anything. This is well, <laughs> fabricate some of the story. We'll see. Yeah. We're going to do this. Use this as blackmail. <laughs> Okay, everybody ready? Yep. So, I mean, like I said, you're the perfect podcast guest for us because we tailor towards um, real estate investors and entrepreneurs, and you're both. So what we want to do is we want to dive into your story and kind of learn about you um, and some of the experiences that you've had over the years. Um, So I'm going to act like I know nothing about you. Okay. Where are you from originally? (laughs) I grew up in a little town just outside of Lake Charles, Louisiana. Okay, cool. I'm a Cajun boy. Yeah. I don't speak very much French, though. That's that's (laughs) a bummer. (laughs) 
Um, so what was uh, growing up for you like in Louisiana? Uh, my dad was uh, worked for the railroad, okay, and uh, so he was on and off employment. We were pretty broke, sure. on and off of food stamps. Were yeah. pretty real. And then uh, they, uh, my grandparents owned a, a roller skating rink, and um, I guess when I was about seventh or eighth grade, my parents had the opportunity to purchase that roller skating rink. So I spent most of my, uh, I guess, teen years roller skating. Gotcha. And mom and dad's rink. Oh wow, that's cool. And it was cool for like two years. <laughs> <laughs> well, I remember, I remember. I yeah, remember we went we to the roller rink a lot when we were growing up. Yeah, that was the place to be. Yeah, I'm I, wondering like what it, what the environment was like. <laughs> well, it was a blast. I mean, like, I mean, you guys. Well, you wouldn't know it now, but I used to be able to skate like the wind blows. Was, Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> Center of gravity's changed a little bit now. <laughs> hadn't been on there in a minute. I remember so. the roller rink was cool because, like, you had the opportunity to hold hands with yes. girls. Oh, a couple during skate. the slow. Oh yeah, a couple big skate. time. That, that was, was a big like, deal. Yeah. Hell yeah, that yeah, was absolutely. exciting. Yeah. Did you grow up with any siblings? Or are you an only child? Yeah, now I have a younger sister and a younger brother. Okay, yeah. cool. And what do they do? Uh, my sister lives in Houston. Uh, she runs her household. Okay. And then my brother is a nurse practitioner in Houston. Gotcha. ER nurse. Oh, wow. Yeah. Very cool. After graduating high school, what was the plan for you? Did you go to college? I did go to college. Um, I took a, a couple attempts to do it all, though. I went there, and I, I grew up, you know, like I said, in the Lake Charles area there. It's McNeese State University. It's a smaller school. Yeah. And uh, I started out in mechanical engineering. Okay. And I uh, failed my way out of that for the most part. Gotcha. And then my wife and I, uh, she finished up her school. We moved out to Southern California. Uh-huh. That's a whole other story there. I lived on Catalina Island, which is gorgeous. Oh, wow, yeah. Stayed out there uh, for a while, but I ended up finishing my schooling at uh, Cal State Fullerton. Okay. I graduated there uh, 2004, and that's when I moved into Austin here. Gotcha. And we immediately started trying to invest. We bought, started buying real estate right away. The market was crazy. Yeah, for uh, sure. The markets, everything was blowing up. Right. It was easy to do, and so I decided to get my, my real estate license. Uh, you said you were doing mechanical... Mechanical engineering. engineering. at McNeese? At McNeese. Okay. And then Cal State Fullerton, I switched to business. It seemed like that's where all the fun kids were hanging out. Sure. <laughs> around the business classes. And yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> so uh, going into that degree at McNeese, what was the what was the plan for you? What did you... Is that kind of what you wanted to do all through high school? Uh, that's like, kind of what I was Your told dreams to and ambitions? No, okay. I was really good at mathematics. I had a scholarship um, wow. for that. I love math and science, and so it was almost like I was... Uh, forced that that way, like pushed that way, encouraged sure. at least, yeah, uh, because I was good at math and science. And got it. Um, but uh, yeah, that didn't work out. So. Sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But yeah, my goal, I wanted to be, an, you know, figure I would be an engineer for a while under our firm, and then maybe have my own firm one day. Right. Gotcha. Um, but uh, ended up switching completely. My, you know, business actually is with an emphasis on accounting. Okay. Which I can't stand accounting. But I knew that I would need an accountant and maybe an attorney if I wanted to be my own right. boss one day. So. Yeah, for sure. So saying that you want to have your own firm one day, was that kind of something in your blood, you feel like, being an entrepreneur uh, well, from I, your family? Or? I think so. I mean, like my, my grandfather, you know, owned several businesses. Even while he was, you know, working, he mm. still had, you know, they always had apartments. They always had tons of rentals. He mm. still does. My grandfather's 93 years old. Oh, wow. And he still manages his own apartments. Self-managed. <laughs> wow. It's insane. Yeah. yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, he had several, he had like a pool company where he installed fiberglass pools and this is after he retired yeah. he was still doing other jobs. So I would say so. Yeah. I, um, I think when I was in high school, he wanted to buy an RV. Uh-huh. Uh, my, he and my grandmother were arguing over it. It was expensive. It was like a $200,000 big bus rig that he wanted to buy. Wow. And my grandmother wouldn't have it cause they already had a really nice one. I was like, what's the point of this? And so instead, he went out and he bought a little uh, four, I think it was a four-unit apartment building 
for 200 grand. Yeah. And that paid the note on the RV that he wanted. Got it. And that's when it clicked for me. I was like, yeah. wait a minute. That sounds way better. Yeah. So the now, you know, he had the, you know, he had the apartments and he's paying the note on the RV, but whenever it's done, he still had the apartments, you know, and he right. still has those apartments today. Wow. Which is, you know, it's just amazing. Yeah. And that's when I think for me, it clicked like, ah, oh, he used something else. He bought an asset that paid for the thing that he wanted. Yeah. And, you know. That made a lot of sense to me then. And sure. But so you saw that and you're like, oh, wow. Absolutely. That was in the back of your mind, real estate for later on. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. Yeah. So uh, I guess knowing that um, and then I guess thinking about that for your future, whenever, I guess it didn't work out at McNeese for you know mm-hmm. that degree, did you ever think about dropping out completely and kind of just starting your own thing or was college like always? I mean, the- it was party at that time, man. I was a 20-year-old kid. You know, <laughs> like I was just having a good time and that was yeah. really all it was. You know, I was like, I could make cash you know, bartending and waiting tables and right. I'll figure it out. And I think it only took about a year or two of that. And I was like, well, back to school it is, you know, yeah. and, and that's, that's kind of where it came. You know, I got married young Okay. and uh, my wife had graduated with her degree in education. She's a teacher. Okay. And I knew I couldn't have her, you know, she'd be the only one out there working. I'm having a good time all the time. So, sure. Yeah. Uh, all of those things. But, uh, but yeah, I've, I've always wanted to own my own thing, I guess. Yeah, uh-huh. I guess since from a very young age. Right. Yeah. You know. I know you said you moved out to California. Mm-hmm. Um, why California? Why? Because to me, if I was going to switch colleges or go somewhere else, like I would, you know, have trouble thinking outside of Texas. You yeah. Know? Well, it wasn't necessarily that I, you know, I didn't go there for the school. I, okay. My wife and I went. We'd gotten. I had a friend that stayed on a sailboat in Marina del Rey in oh. Southern California. Uh, the previous summer and uh-huh. had a blast. He's like, it was amazing. They sailed out to Catalina Island. He got, they got a job. They worked for like a month or two. Yeah. He came back home with all these wild tales. Like, oh, this is amazing. You guys should try this. And we said, you know, this is 1999. Uh-huh. This is the time frame this has taken place. So my wife and I did a video interview, like a VHS recording of ourselves. Hi, my name's Jason. I'd like to, you know, work on your island. Yeah. And we submitted those tapes. Uh, to the bar, and we got jobs. Wow. And so we moved from Lake Charles, Louisiana, all the way out there on, to live on Catalina Island Okay. without even seeing California. We just went straight to the island. Did they oh, ask wow. for the video, or you just Yeah, said, they, yeah okay. they, they required a, a video got interview. It. They wanted, to, I guess, to see that you were personable somewhat right. or whatever. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, so that's, that's what brought us to California. And mm-hmm. when we were there, I knew that I wanted to go back to school. And for California residents, school is actually really affordable, or was at that time. Yeah, yeah, So I got my driver's license, started established residency. Got it. So we went back, closed up everything we needed, tied up all the loose ends in Louisiana, and we moved to California. And then within a few months, I was able to, to uh, go to school really cheaply. Right, you know, like, yeah. Like a state, you know, Cal State Fullerton's where I went, and it was... I want to say 900 bucks a semester or something like wow. that. Wow. Yeah. yeah, that's awesome. So you yeah. just drove down there and then found an apartment when you got there? Yeah, we drove down in kind of like a big circle. There's like a 5 and 45. They call it the 5 and the 405 and uh-huh. like this big triangle in Southern California until we found a Motel 6 because we had a dog and they let dogs and it's cheap. Mm. We lived in a Motel 6 for about a week and a half. Nice. I had saved up five grand. That was, I thought was a lot of money at the time. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, we got our first apartment. And then wow. On we go. Going out to California, was that kind of like a culture shock for you coming from Louisiana? Very much so. Yeah. I realized how, uh, like, Cajun is really a culture. Yeah. Like that it, you know, I didn't know before then that it, you know, how unique uh, Louisiana really is. Right. And I didn't realize how unique of a culture it was until uh-huh. until you're gone, you know. Right, yeah. 
So and, so, and Southern hospitality is a real thing too. It was a little bit. Oh yeah, for you know, sure. It's, it's warm and sunny, but I'd say it's colder in California than mm. it is here. It's very, you know, the people are a lot warmer here. Yeah. yeah. So I did miss that a lot. Yeah. I mean, I love California, but I had only visited. My brother lived there for the last 15 years. He just recently moved back to Texas. Oh, wow. Um, and then he was in the Fullerton area. I mm. also lived in Anaheim. Oh, right and I kind of bounced yeah, around yeah. that little area. And I loved California when I went to go visit, but Yes, it is very much different than, yes, than absolutely. the South. So uh, getting your degree, how long was it after you graduated before you came back to this area? Uh, immediately. So we, okay, yeah, wow. I graduated and I'd gotten a job uh, working for the comptroller. I was an auditor, a tax auditor. Oh, wow. For two months. Okay. Well, two months. Is a, that was a, I still have a friend, a friend that works in the, oh, <laughs> it's, it's a tough job. And yeah. I, I'd audit, I had to audit a, a trophy shop. And they bought a piece of equipment that they owed money on, and it was going to close that shop. Uh-huh. I came home. I didn't tell them anything. I came home. And I was nauseated. And I threw up before work the next day. Oh, I couldn't wow. go to work. I didn't want to tell these people that they were going to be out of business pretty much. Yeah. And I quit. I think I quit maybe a day yeah. or two after that. Man. I don't know enough about how that works. Is, are they tied in with the IRS? or what? No. Texas, we don't, so we don't have a state income tax here. Right. Uh, so my, you know, the comptroller does like sales tax. They do use tax. Okay. Um, there's a tax on like your liquor, your mixed beverage tax, okay. mm-hmm. things like that, franchise tax. Okay. Um, I worked in sales and use. So if you're, you're buying something, you pay sales tax on it. If you buy something like this company did, they bought a, a, piece, a big piece of equipment in Oklahoma, mm-hmm. but they're using it here in Austin. Okay. Right? And see, they didn't pay any taxes on it. They didn't pay sales tax on it, but you're using the equipment for business here. You got to yeah. pay taxes on it. Right. And it was a sizable chunk of equipment, 30 something. I don't remember what it was, wow. but. It was enough so they, to where they, they didn't, you know, they were barely paying their rent. Yeah. And they knew, less. they knew, like, we're trying to not disclose this. Is it, I, 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 I really don't thought know. about that. I mean, I feel like I could go buy something and never and, think and twice. That, and yeah, that's probably, they were the same way. I, mm. Yeah. I don't remember. I just remember feeling terrible for. Interesting. Because it doesn't seem like that's a situation where they intentionally did something wrong. And I've always been of the mindset that, like, if you just work with integrity and do things right, it all kind of works out. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and obviously, that didn't I, I don't even know how the audit finished. I like I quit. Right. <laughs> I don't want to do, <laughs> I don't this. do this. Yeah. This is kind of greasy. That's right. Yeah. I'm not one to shut down a, a business. That's not me. Yeah. So man. Yeah. So what happened? What was the next step for you after that? After you quit? I didn't know what I was going to do after that. We had bought some property here. Okay. Um, and your so while teaching? I was in school, so the first property that I bought when I was at Fullerton, California. Yeah. We bought a, a little condo while I was there. Okay. And um, that's what really started us. So in '03, was my first property. Okay. And then we sold it to move here, and so we had a little bit of change. I mean, the market was bananas. And sure. So we had made, you know, six figures for some young kids. It was a lot of money. Yeah. And so we bought it. We would bought a couple houses here, and I didn't know what I was going to do. Honestly, I wanted to start a business, and I had no clue. Yeah. I love cooking. I love food. I love drinking. So I figured it'd be <laughs> yeah. something to do with, uh, yeah, I figured yeah. it'd be something to do with food and booze, like, you know, like <laughs> right. real estate, food, booze, somewhere in there. And so we had bought, the, like I said, we bought some rentals, and... Um, we decided that, uh, or I decided that I was going to try cooking in some kind of way. Oh, and wow. so I started a small catering business. I would work different festivals and events to advertise for it. I did a handful of, you know, catering jobs. Uh-huh. And then um, thought that I had enough to go ahead and start a restaurant. And so yeah. I started a restaurant after about a year of doing the catering thing. Okay. And which was the worst thing I, I could have done. Oh, no. It failed miserably. Really? Fantastic education. <laughs> <laughs> so well, real, real quick, back yeah. to the real estate side. 
Yeah. The market's changed so much. Like, oh, man, if I'd have kept well, those houses. Yeah, well, 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 what was it like <laughs> buying those properties? You remember the price and the rent? And oh, yeah, I can tell you. I used to own a condo on 620 South 1st Street mm -hmm. that I paid $50,000 for. Mm -hmm. It was a one-bedroom condo. I rented it for, I think, six six twenty five, dollars mm -hmm. uh, somewhere in there. Mm -hmm. uh, I sold it. I thought I was a genius. I sold it for like eighty five grand or something like that a few years later. Mm -hmm. But I think those I don't those are they got to be in the twos, yeah, right? twos, threes, maybe. That's yeah. way up there. Wow. Uh, and then I had a Wells Branch house. I think I bought for one hundred and thirty. Mm -hmm. I bought on a oh, what's that? It's not Wells Branch proper. It's just north of that. Mm -hmm. I can't think what the neighborhood's called. Even on Bratton Heights is the street. Mm -hmm. But um, yeah, those two. Right when we got here, we bought those properties. Yeah. Was it? Do you and remember the? Was it like? 20% down, interest rate. Oh, down. no, no. Everything was, you didn't have to have, you had to have a pulse, man. <laughs> That's all you needed. It was, yeah. they were stated income loans. Right. That was, yeah. I know, I'm sure y'all heard that, like the ninja, no income. No, right. No, you, you, you could just buy tell, anything. yeah, you buy anything that you wanted. Wow. Yeah. So it was super easy. Do you remember the interest rate by chance? I don't, no. Yeah. I don't. I wasn't it was terrible. Like nine, I mean, eight, I, I was making a little bit of money. Yeah, on, on those properties, it wasn't like crazy, but yeah. I was making a little bit of money. Three, four hundred bucks with Something. that price and rent. Probably. Yeah. Oh, I don't even think I was making that. Oh, I was, well. But it was enough. You know, it was enough to cover the note, and I put a little bit of change. The 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 conser as conservative as I am now, mm -hmm. no way I wouldn't have bought those properties. Oh wow! At, at the way that I bought those properties, I was over leveraged. I was like, I couldn't have, I couldn't have afforded. Uh, if something bad would have happened to me or my situation, yeah. I couldn't have carried them for more than just a few months. Or let's say, you know, an AC unit went out mm -hmm. and I had, you know, a couple months when I was in that situation, you know, after, especially after I lost the restaurant, yeah. I would have been in a bind. So like, I'm, I'm not, those are crazy times. Like mm -hmm. they're, they're, I think the rules they have in place now are good or there for a reason. Right. You know, like people were buying. It was nuts. Yeah. Yeah, for <laughs> it sure. It was absolutely crazy. When did you end up selling those properties? Uh, when the restaurant all went down, okay. I, I, I had to sell, I had to start cash. So I was in a point where I had to either file for bankruptcy or try my best to pay, cover the debts. Yeah. And so I'm a hustler. I, I, there was no way I was going to do that. If I filed for bankruptcy, my credit would go in the toilet. Sure. I never missed a payment in my life. Um, so I sold those properties, get a little bit of scratch so I could go and I started flipping houses and that's why I started learning about the auction. I started knocking on doors, whatever I could do to buy a property. Yeah. What happened uh, with the restaurant? Like you opened a retail location and then just rent was too much and sales weren't coming I, I didn't know what I was doing. I mean, people don't know, like in business, one of the most important things is marketing. I mean, mm -hmm. it's not, you know, you could have the best food on the planet, but if nobody knows it's there, nobody's yeah. going to, nobody's going to come. Right. And that's where my problem was. I, I think the food was pretty decent, you know, like I, I know I'm biased, <laughs> but, um, you know, that was our biggest problem was marketing. Yeah. You know, and I know that now in all of our businesses, uh -huh. like that's mm. one of the primary so, focuses before we try anything so new. The lease right. was just killing you every month. That's it. Yeah. 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 I just, I wasn't making it, I wasn't making enough and I was almost sleeping there. I mean, I was working, you know, 18 hour, 18 so hour kinda, days. I'm that's assuming tough. you were stuck in the business to where you couldn't really get out that's and right. bring sales in. You just had to like keep it going. That's right. You could. Yep. Mm -hmm. Yep, it required me to be there all the time. I just couldn't I couldn't afford the labor and then it got to you know, after the first you get kind of a honeymoon period with any restaurant. You mm -hmm. get like a first, you know, two, three, four months maybe were great because everybody's trying you out. Yeah. After that you gotta keep them coming keep them coming back or get you know, pulling other people. New, yeah. Cajun food? Of course. Yeah, of course it was. Yeah. yeah. Nice. <laughs> That's awesome. Of course it was. And working those, you know, like you said, eighteen hour days. Had y'all started having kids at that point yet? We had a brand new kid. Yeah. Oh, wow. Two thousand five. July two thousand five is when my first was born. Really? I think. Um I wanna say 
August of 05, I think is when I opened the restaurant. Really? So, yeah, I had like a month. Man, that's tough. So, just had first baby, restaurants shutting down, selling new properties. Now you got to go figure it out. Now we got to figure something out. That's right. Let's go. That's right. Let's go to the courthouse, start flipping houses. Yeah, well, I wasn't sure. It didn't go straight there. It was more of like trying to figure out how to get to properties. I did what most people do, I think. I look for properties that look terrible. Yeah. Yeah, I read a couple books. You know, about, you know, how to find investment properties or investment strategies, all that stuff at that time. Sure. And, um, you know, it was looking for distressed properties. Okay, well, now I found something. Now, how do you find who owns it? And, oh, the bank has it. Well, how do you get it from the bank? And that whole process. And you find you just all these dead ends. Like, you just constantly, you're like, oh, what, it's got, there's got to be something else to it. Mm-hmm. And so then I found the source is the foreclosure auction. That's where they all come from. Like, well, most of them. You, Somebody gets in trouble. Yeah. It's whatever. It's like death, disease, divorce, something bad happens. Yeah. And people lose their stuff. And so I started going to that auction. I just started showing up. I thought I had, you know, I had a little bit of scratch that I'd put together. But I, you know, I thought I might be able to do something. I would bid on something that would start at, you know, 30, 40,000. It would go for 150. I didn't have the money, 150,000, 200,000. Mm-hmm. And um, I looked at the tax sales. You can buy tax deeds to sales tax here in Texas, yeah. uh, or property tax uh, sales, rather. Um, and just kept, Dead ends. And then I found the, so then I just found the biggest buyer in Travis County. Okay. At the time, his name was Peter Sajovic. He owned a Remax Austin Advantage. Okay. And uh, he was just crushing it. This guy was buying eight to 10 properties a month. I mean, it just seemed like he had his, he had it figured out. Yeah. And so I went and I begged him for a job. And he said no. And I was <laughs> like, oh, oh, man, I'll just, I'll crush it for you. Yeah. As the restaurant was going down, I got my real estate license. Okay. And so I told him, I said, look, I'll come, I'll hustle for you. I will sell, I'll do whatever you, whatever you need. Uh-huh. And, uh, but in turn, I want you to show me the ropes. Mm-hmm. And so uh, he, it was a pretty fair trade. I mean, this is, you know, 2006 mm-hmm. at the time. It was so easy to sell a property. In 2005, I guess, is when I started with him. Um, 2006 or so, I don't know. Somewhere around there. Sure. It was so easy to sell a house. And the internet leads were so new. It was such a big deal. He had great websites. Mm. Oh, and yeah. people would talk to you. When people would sign up and say, hey, I'm interested in looking at 123 Main Street, they were serious. It wasn't, yeah. you know, like it was, it was so easy to sell property. So I think in my first few months there, I was selling one or two houses a weekend. Wow. I was a brand new agent, but it was just so easy to yeah. do. Everybody was buying, again, with these no income, you know, these mm. stated income mm. loans. Right. Uh, it was amazing. <laughs> And so he did his part. He showed me, started showing me the auction. He'd bring me down. He showed, you know, like the process of how they do their title research. You basically to abstract title to find out if you're buying the right lien on the property, if you wanted to buy a second lien or first lien. Yeah. And then he showed me how to raise money. Mm. And within my third or fourth month with him, he would fly me and the big buyer, his the actual guy who was doing the buy, buying, mm-hmm. his name was Nick Nowak. Okay. And so he would fly me and Nick to California. And you had all these people that thought they had all this money, right? Because these home values were way up. Yeah. They would invest. The first time I went to California, I raised a quarter million bucks. And I thought, holy crap. Yeah. Because that restaurant, you know, I, I, it took six months to get an $80,000 loan. <laughs> yeah. You know? And right. then I do on a Friday, fly out to California, go to these investor club meetings, and then you raise all this money, come back. You know, I was hooked. Right, and yeah. So uh, I raised, you know, a good, bit of, a good bit of money for this guy. Sure. And... um yeah, I guess after we did that you know, for about a year or so, I wanted to do it for myself. Mm-hmm. And so I took Nick Nowak, the guy who was his biggest buyer. He and I started our company together. Okay. And that's still at Central Metro Realty we have today. Wow. But it wasn't supposed to have agents. It was just an investment firm uh, that we had started. 
And that and was, so, and, that, and what year was that that y'all started? That is at? 2000, the end of 2007, November 2007, we started Central Metro Realty. Okay. Did you, have, did you get happened. your broker's license or how did that? I didn't get my broker's license until, so the rules were a little different mm. then. It was a two year, not a four year window. Right. So I got my broker's license in 08. Okay. okay. Yeah, in, that switched. In 08, I think. I, when I first got my license, like a year before uh-huh. I was about to get my broker's license, it switched. Oh, oh, no way. oh wow. I got to wait three more years. Yeah, oh, that's man. Crazy. Yeah, that's tough. Yeah. Um, so yeah. going into, <laughs> that time period of 0809 yep. what was that like you know well, working we, in the real estate industry yeah we we thought we were geniuses right so i could raise the money yeah. I, I, our first when we started central metro we had a two million dollar fund um that was our bankroll it was amazing uh-huh. and so we go out we start buying properties we flipped a handful we were doing pretty good yeah um we were now in competition with our old broker which mm. was kind of kind of weird yeah what was but, his uh, feelings on that was i think that... he was a little sour i mean sure. he had trained both of us you know he had taken uh, nick my partner then on in 1999 so from being a pizza delivery oh, guy boy. to being the number one buyer in travis county it's yeah. kind of a, and then he had trained me my intent you know i didn't intend to like i said to compete with him here yeah um i guess i kind of skipped that but i was in i was hoping to move back to like beaumont okay get closer to home right um so he'd never i didn't sign a non-compete or anything with him okay so I didn't intend to compete with him here. Sure, yeah. But so anyways, we started 07. It was going okay, you know, and we started, we flip a handful of properties, and then next thing you know, 08 happens. Okay. And everything just kind of hit, just hit, you know, hit a wall. Right. And that uh, was a scary time. Yeah. Uh, and so I, we did the best we could, but property values were dropping so fast, you were paying, at the auction would be the price that you end up selling it for. Okay. Like it was just, you couldn't yeah. keep up. It was just the uh, inventory was growing rapidly. Uh-huh. I remember the last auction that I went to in the, when the market was terrible in Travis County, we tried to work Williamson and Travis County and Travis County. I think there was 880 something properties on the auction. Like, Oh yeah, wow. Posted yeah. For sale. Right. It's insane. Yeah. Uh, so did many? you have, did you guys have a lot of properties under your belt at that point that you were just trying to get rid of? No, I think the worst, we had like three or so that okay. we were really worried about. And then I think we got out of everything okay. Okay. We, we didn't get, we were reading the writing on the wall. Yeah. Because I was going to the auctions. We yeah. saw that what was happening. Yeah. You know, we were on the kind of on the front lines and seeing it as it was kind of happening. Mm. Sure. Um, so then we, yeah, you had to figure something else out to do for yeah. money. That wasn't it no more. All right. So I know you said you, you were flipping during that time. Were you buying and holding any properties? Not no? really, no. Okay. No, I had a, remember, I had a giant hole in that restaurant to, yeah. to bury. Right. So, so you were still, oh, so you're, still, you're still digging your way oh, out of that. Oh, absolutely. Nice. Oh, yeah. Man. That's cool, man. I think that's respectable. I don't you know, know too much about the process, of, mm. but I've always somewhat heard like filing bankruptcy is kind of a somewhat of a cop-out. You know? yeah. I don't know if that's I, true. I, 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 don't, I was afraid to ruin my credit because I knew at that time I wouldn't be able to do anything else. Right. If I kill my credit, yeah. now the banks don't trust me. Our investors are going to trust Like, who's going to trust me? Right. Uh-huh. And so that's all I had left, you know, a little bit of cash and, mm. and good credit. Mm. And so I couldn't let that go. Yeah. If like, you weren't a, able to make those payments, would you be forced to file bankruptcy? No, I think you go into collections and then your credit score. At that point, my oh, credit so score would have started diving anyways. Oh, and yeah. then I probably would have reconsidered mm. bankruptcy instead of paying all these guys <laughs> back. It matter, yeah, yeah, it wouldn't matter anymore. So, yeah. no, I protected it. I mean, I, I, I think, I don't remember what the peak was, but it was a lot. Three or $4,000 a month I had of nothing to show for debt. Mm. Um, you know, my wife's a teacher. That was more than she made. Right. So, yeah. And then that didn't count our mortgage and we had childcare and, you know. Yeah. It's all your life going yeah, on. Yeah, got to eat. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, during that time, during 08, did you guys take a step back and just kind of stop? No, no, we had to figure a new hustle. Yeah. So what uh, was that? So our 
broker, uh, Peter Sajovic with Remax, had an REO department, which was almost unheard of. Like as you know, he took it seriously before everybody, you know, before the banks were doing tons of foreclosures and all mm-hmm. this stuff. And through that, uh, my then partner Nick Nowak had uh, connects with people that were doing REO work. Like mm-hmm. these are asset managers. These are guys that do. Um, they, they're the ones that make the decisions on the bank's behalf, mm-hmm. what to sell and who gets the listing. Most importantly to me as a listing agent, yeah. they, they determine who gets the listing. So we got hooked up, man. Okay. We, that's what it was. I mean, we knew, we knew some people and we got on with, uh, like Deutsche Bank and Fannie Mae and, uh, Saxon Mortgage. Those, okay. I don't know if those la- two of those don't exist anymore, but, <laughs> yeah, yeah, uh, but we started getting, yeah. So we became REO brokers and we started selling uh, bank properties. I mean, it wasn't great money. I mean, they're super cheap and they only pay like 2%. Okay. Um, you know, for a lot of work. I mean, you have to go through the eviction process. You have to go through, I mean, you do a lot with right. you know, all uh, the documents oh, and oh, yeah. checklists. It's, and yeah, it's a dirty business. It yeah. is. And, um, but it did pay the bills literally. Got it. Yeah. And, uh, so we still kind of tinkered with the auction. Um, also I bought, we would buy some second liens, some things that we were a little different. Mm-hmm. Uh, when you buy a second lien, you control the property still. A lot of people might not know that, but you get a deed to the house. Okay. So I control the property. So if it's got a tenant in there, that's my rent. Even though there's a first mortgage on it, usually when somebody defaults on the second, when a second forecloses, the first is usually in default also. Okay. So it gives me time to either remedy the first mortgage or negotiate with them. Then you, now you have the power to negotiate. Like most people think you can go to a bank and negotiate a property. Yeah. That doesn't happen. <clears throat> But when you're a junior lien holder, uh-huh. you have that pro- you have that power. Okay, wow. So then you can do that. Where were you learning all this stuff? I'm assuming you know bigger po- uh, you know, nowadays bigger pockets. This is a uh, seat of the pants. Just, yeah, just <laughs> yeah, this is we were we were having a hustle. Yeah, well, I'd done the auction now, so you got to yeah. think at this point, I've been doing the auction for a couple years, and I'd see all kinds of liens that came through there. I mean, I saw water softeners foreclose on people's houses, mm-hmm. you know, HOAs foreclose on people's houses. There's you know. So it's interesting, you know, yeah, and so, so, you know, that's what kind of, you know, got us perked people, up. Like, yeah. When I've gone up there, I've probably been 15 times, but the people that are up there weren't really willing to help me. No, absolutely. Like, They're hey, not going to train go- the competition. I'm like, what's going on? Like, yeah. what are you doing? How does this work? Yeah. <laughs> Screw off. I'm yeah. Like, Fuck you, man. <laughs> well, well, because you'll get like one guy shows up, you know, somebody shows up and they've got a little bit of money. They've saved up a couple hundred thousand dollars and they take one property and they bid it up. Like crazy, yeah. you know, that could have been a good opportunity. Or you watch them just, they, don't, they didn't pull, you have to pull title on every single property. You right. have to do an abstract, right. which title companies won't do for you. So you have to learn how to pull title. Mm-hmm. And if you miss it, that it had an IRS lien or a state of Texas, mm-hmm. that comes along. Those are, we affectionately call those zero position liens. Mm-hmm. They don't go away. Mm-hmm. It forecloses, but they stick with the property. They run with that with the property and for, I think, uh, I forget the timeline. It was like 120 days for an IRS could fall off. Interesting. Uh, Texas, I think, stuck with it. I don't remember yeah. exactly. But so if people would buy these these houses or they think even, it, it, maybe it would even be a second lien that they thought was a first, mm-hmm. you know? And so you'd watch people. So you didn't want to sit here and try to explain, well, this is how the whole process, it's, it's yeah. really complicated when you get into, you know, when you really yeah. look at it. So well, a lot but, of but the key lines. is, I mean, the, the, like a big part of the show, right, is, Add value for other people, and sure. what I'm what I'm seeing is, you found a certain guy that you were like, hey, oh yeah, how can I add as much value as possible right. for you, which in turn allowed you to learn. That's right. That's he so showed that's me. The, that's, that's the key, right? That, that was it. You and can't I just, just ask. No, because people would ask. Even after that, people were like, well, how did you learn about the auction? It's like you have to hang around. You have to just plug in. Yeah. There's no like help people just help, yeah, just, help, 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 just, help. Well, and be around that all the yeah. time. Mm-hmm. I went. I didn't miss an auction. I went to every single auction. Mm-hmm. You just start. You and. 
Then you, you see the same first, people. They that's know right. you. Yeah, and then they, you wear them down, honestly. And like, so at first, I was just, you know, yeah. guy shows up. I'm, everybody has more money than I do that's there. Yeah. But I get, I'm tolerable after a while. Right? <laughs> hey, you want to go drink beers together, guys? You want to say, oh, man, congratulations on that property, you know? Yeah. And so, um, but that's what it is. Nobody wants to, you know, like some new guy shows up to an auction. You've never seen him before. You know, get out of here. Good luck to you, mm-hmm. you know? The, the interesting thing, and this is just me. Like, I, w- I really want to help that person. Mm. And right or wrong, but I'm just like, hey, if I help this person as much as possible, they're probably going to bring well, me their get, first deal. It's a little different on auction day, though. So you've done all this. It's once a month. You've done all this prep. On work, auction, yeah. You it's know, like game and you, day. It's game day, day man. Yeah. I mean, literally, like, you're, you've been up till 1 in the morning the night before mm. getting all your stuff. Make sure you have everything lined up. Because uh, these were big, you know, that whenever I quit, they were big auctions. And it's and, intense, hush Oh, it's very yeah. intense, yeah. You know, and you're competing. I mean, these are guys, you might drink a beer with them after the auction, but you're in direct competition right now, with these guys. Focus. That's right. Um, and not to mention other people from other markets would show up. You might have Houston, some guys from Houston come in oh, wow. to your market for a, a month or two because mm-hmm. yeah, they're not getting any luck or Dallas or it's the process. Is the, it's the same in all. St- and so that's the thing. If you learn it, yeah. there's 254 counties in Texas. Every single one of them has an auction on the first Tuesday of the month, even if it's yeah. January 1st. 10 o'clock. Holiday, no holiday, wow. rain or shine, yeah. it's there. If, yeah. they, if they have something to sell. Right. Yeah. You get to your smaller counties, they might not have, they might not have enough to, to do an auction. Right. But Man, that's crazy. Yeah. So I know you said you started um, uh, the brokerage, basically, without the intent of it being a brokerage or bringing right. any agents. Yeah. Um, so I guess when did that transition happen of you guys deciding to start bringing on? People. Well, it was kind of accidental, I guess, that uh, we had the Remax that we used to work for. Every, the market was suffering for everybody. Nobody was, it was much more difficult to sell a property. Yeah. I mean, nobody was buying houses. Right. And so you had agents that were on splits paying desk fees. Um, we had friends ask us, say, hey, man, make me a deal. A hundred bucks a month or something like that. hundred bucks yeah. a deal or whatever. And that's what we did. We did a hundred bucks a month, hundred bucks a deal. Okay. Um, you could sign on with our brokerage and we'll broker the transaction, not charge you all these fees. Yeah. And so it wasn't long we had half of that REMAX office working for us. Wow. And, um, which, you know, was kind of cool. Yeah. Started paying the rent, you know, helped, helped offset some bills. Right. And so that was, I guess, the 09, beginning of 09 or end of 08, one of that. That's when we got our first agent. Got it. And then it just started building. And then by the end of 09, beginning of 2010, hey, we should start recruiting. That's yeah. That's when it kind of started going right, off on our heads. Like, yeah. yeah, you know, this, is, this could be something. Man. And so uh, that's where Central Metro was really born out of. You mm-hmm. know? And yeah. So we've you know, kind of stacked agents since then, and I think we're 360-ish, something like that now, 360. Wow, yeah. It's a yeah. lot of agents. Yeah. A lot of agents. Yeah. Yes, sir, it is. Um, Sometimes you can feel like we actually have 360 agents here. It feels really heavy. <laughs> yeah. Going back to the, the restaurant, did you have a, a partner at that point, or were you doing no, that solo? that was solo. Okay. And so now going into you know, the brokers, you have a partner, I right? Do. And so I guess what was that? What was that like? Did you prefer the kind of the solo act of you making all the calls, making all the decisions, or did you prefer working with somebody and building something together? I, I think that so partnership is kind of a, a unique, you know, well, I say it's unique. A lot of people do it, uh-huh. but the approach to it should be um, carefully, can, you know, like really think about it. Mm-hmm. I guess the most success in the partnership that I'm in now, mm-hmm. and we're polar opposites, mm-hmm. similar to like my spouse, I'll be frank with you. Like okay. we, we don't, we're completely opposite. Right. Um, my partner now, y'all both met, yeah. uh, Manu, he is... Uh, and this is with Stone Oak Property Management. This is with Stone Oak Not Property Management. Right. Uh, well, he is now with the brokerage. He okay, w- wow. wasn't. He wasn't originally. 
but um, we're we're opposites. We're like I'm a sales guy. I like to be out in front. I like to you know meet people, shake hands, kiss babies, that kind of stuff. Yeah. Or he doesn't. He wants to stay behind the scenes and. He's very incredibly analytical, and yeah. he's most probably the most meticulous. Per- he wouldn't say that. He's I'm just everybody could be this organized. That's what he would say. Yeah, but no, he's just, he's an extremely organized person. Uh-huh. Which, as I know, y'all know, now. like he's <laughs> right. he's really good at what he does. Yeah. Um, so I actually, I actually do believe that though. Is that like if you if you really wanted to be like that, you could. I believe that. Oh, like, man, it would take so much for me. Yeah. You know, it really would. Like, it I would think, for me, too, but it's just like, it's not really what I want to do. I guess yeah. so. Maybe that's it, yeah. too. Maybe, maybe that is part of it. But Anyways, I I would, let's, let's uh, talk about what we got going on. Yeah. For sure. Reason for uh, celebration. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> sure. Cheers, man. Yeah. Uh, so, so everyone knows, uh, and I got you another one right there. Oh, hey, thanks. <laughs> we are partnering companies. That's right. Right. Um, and so super excited, man. Heck yeah, man. That's going to yeah. be awesome. Yeah, heck yeah. yeah. It's going to be great. So as all the listeners you know, this is the Young Law Financial Your Podcast, but you own Tree Homes, mm. a property management company here in Austin, mm. and then you own Stone Oak Property Management. That's right. So I guess let's go into into that on, like, how did you guys meet and what what happened from there? Yeah, that's, that's a great point. And, and, and I want to keep going on your story, but yes. it's really exciting for me as a business person to do a merger. Like, mm. merger sounds cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, right. it's yeah. not a normal yeah, thing. Like, when awesome. you think of merger, you think of, like, I think of huge companies. Yes, yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, you have big companies. The, the, these are, you know, I think it's 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 decent size, and I it's going to put us in single digits in town. I think we'll be single. I don't think we're going to be maybe, like, you know, nine or ten mm. largest. Mm-hmm. Um I'm really excited about this too. Uh, I believe you know Matt and I. I think we, yeah, I think you and I have really similar personalities, mm. um, and that's really exciting to help us you know grow more. Yeah. Right. Drive is a key a key right. component, yeah, yeah, yeah. and I, yeah, I know you're very driven. Fire, yeah, yeah, that's what it is. So yeah, it's very exciting. Yeah, yeah and I'm, so I'm it, pumped. You know, the overall idea is just just to keep it simple, like put two different companies together. Right. And, you know, ideally there's different values, just like you were saying, Jason, of you and your wife being different or you and Monty being completely different. If we were exactly the same company, it probably wouldn't work out. And so there's things that we have and things that they have. And mm-hmm, yeah. the, the idea is let's put these together and, and make something even better and take the best of both teams. Yeah, and, and utilize, utilize those new That's tactics. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, so some of the marketing things, right? And right. Then, like you got Manu with the meticulous, like mm-hmm. I'm just like pumped up, man. Yeah. Well, um, Manu's a, a fantastic operator. He's like, he's a just like, just so good yeah. as an operations, uh, you know, director. Like that's, that's right. exciting to have him. He's, he's nervous about this transition, but Is excited it? at the same time. Yeah. Well, cause it's a big undertaking. Right. Yeah. I mean, to put, to go through everything, we got to go through all of our processes and all of yours, oh, yeah. and put that together. But taking the best pieces of both of those is a is a big undertaking, mm-hmm. which hopefully we can do it before May. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So this is for everyone listening. This is happening quick. Yes, yeah. it's, it's the really, goal is really to quick. collect rent with the new company next yeah. month. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Stone Oak is going to remain the name, right? And we're just combining and. Um, I think what you said is we're we're not maybe necessarily one or two or even five. But I 100% believe we have the ability to quickly get there with mm-hmm. what now we have created. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. No, just the volume of leads from both sides. Uh, both, of, both of our companies were, and this is, again, one of the reasons we're both probably attracted to the idea of it and work well together, uh, generate a ton of leads and, and answer phones and are customer service driven, understand what the sales process should look like. Um, and that's what I, you know, 
I challenge anyone that were a landlord to pick up the phone and call around to different management companies and see how many people you actually get on the phone that you can talk to. Right. And that's yeah. been our, that's our MO from the start with our management company mm-hmm. is to be customer service driven. Mm. You know, pick up your phone or yeah. answer an email quickly. Yeah. You know? And you know what I really love as well about this new entity and, and the idea of what we have going on is at our core, we are investors. We want to buy properties. We want to own properties. And in doing so, we recognize, I recognize the importance of being able to manage a property. Yeah. So there's, it's so important, right? Like, yeah. I mean, I meet people all the time that buy properties, but then they don't know how to run them mm-hmm. and they're screwed a lot of times. Yeah. Right? And so we literally started this company to figure out how can we run our own properties. And in doing so, we're obviously going to try and do that as, as best that we can and as efficient as we can. And now let's go do that for other people. Absolutely. And, yeah. and the benefit for, you know, all of our landlords and our clients are that uh, the, the scale that this creates, you know, we'll be able to, the efficiencies within our organization, you mm. know, for us to streamline processes. And, mm. you know, I think it's, well, it's yet to be seen, I guess. I don't want to get ahead of myself here, right. but, sure. you know, it really is. I, I do think it's going to help us streamline processes to make it better for everybody. The tenant mm-hmm. experience, the landlord experience with us. Mm-hmm. Um, that part I'm really excited about. Yeah. yeah. It's just the plant in the seed. Yeah. So anyways, though, I just wanted to throw that out there. Reason for the beers. Um, I would like to get back into I thought you guys of... don't always drink beer. <laughs> <laughs> this is the first time we've had it here. At yeah. 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 Podcast. For sure. Yeah. We had some tequila one time yeah, with Jordan Whalen. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, well, so uh, question about I guess the property management uh, company. So Matt, you know, started uh, Tree because he's an investor, wanted to find out how to manage properties good, sure. and then it just grew. Is that a similar story to you with Stone? Uh, it's Oak? not a similar story to me. So okay. I know, real quick, I want yeah. to touch on that. Is that I actually? So my mom had rental properties, mm-hmm. and I had just graduated from A and M with my master's degree, and I really did not want to do property management. Oh wow! But I legitimately I felt obligated to help my mom because her properties were not being run well Mm. at all. Mm. She had, I think, 12 houses and she'd been buying, it was single mom, literally, it's a really cool story. She, I literally remember her cleaning houses when we were growing up, like we'd be like crawling around or whatever. Mm -hmm. She's cleaning houses and eventually she bought one or two a year and over time she had 12 or 15, whatever it is. Wow. But then when I was getting out of college, I started looking into it. And I remember she would have to write checks, you know, every year for the taxes and everything. I'm like, hmm. you bought these a long time ago. Why aren't you getting money in your pocket every mm-hmm. month? Yeah. Right? And so we were kind of forced to, to take over. Uh-huh. And literally the first year, my wife Lexi started raising the rents. Because what, what happened was, and there's a balance, but there were tenants in there that were all month to month from 2001, 2000. Uh-huh. And their rent had not increased at all. Oh wow! At all. I mean, yeah. they were like three bedroom, two bath for you know nine hundred dollars. Jeez. And so Lexi started, um, you know, fixing them up, getting new leases signed. Mm. Literally forty thousand more a year for my mom. Oh wow! So we felt. I felt like I had to do <laughs> yeah. that. And then in doing so, I just and I always knew I wanted to be in real estate, but I really didn't think I wanted to be in management. Yeah. And I've heard, and I'd like to hear your side that nobody picks management. They just Man. kind of fall into yeah, it. Yeah. yeah. Um, so that's kind of I've, that's I've heard that before, for sure. Yeah. yeah. From several so other owners. Is that, that true for yeah. you? No, absolutely. A hundred percent. But what's crazy, so to touch on that, like your, with your, uh, your mom's property, mm. you know, she's, she has several properties. She's obviously, she's not a stranger to real estate, mm. but she had that much inefficiency 
Like y'all, y'all were able to squeeze that much more money out of the properties that she has. These correct inefficiencies likely, or if it's, you know, money that she was spending or if it's increasing rent, whatever the case may be. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot of owners out there right now that are in that same spot. Oh yeah. As they keep, you know, because they become friendly with the, and that's what a, a big problem is they become really friendly with the people that are in there. Yeah. They know the kids, they know who's in there, which I, there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. Except for you bought the property as an investment. Yeah. And now you're treating it like your friends live there. Yeah. yeah, and that's that does happen to a yeah. lot of people, unfortunately. Yeah, yeah that's a good um, point. Um, yeah, it's been exciting to to turn that around, and um, you know the the interesting thing about her is she actually, sorry, mom, but she really doesn't know that much about real estate. <laughs> <laughs> Burn. <laughs> but but the important thing is she got a good team. Like mm. she had a realtor that was a hustler that would go knock on doors. Yeah, she did have a property manager, and she did have a maintenance guy, uh-huh. and so she just. And that's that's a big part of what I always talk about. Get good people around you, yeah, to help you because the team is critical. Sure. And so, in building that team, it allowed her to just buy a couple a year. And I was just—that's what got me interested in real estate. Is like, wow, you put twenty thousand down, and then all of a sudden, twenty years later, it's worth two hundred grand. Mm-hmm. Yes. Right. How many <laughs> yeah. times can I do that? Right. Yeah. Yeah. For Absolutely. Sure. Um, how did you get into property management? I used to play. Uh, poker, I had a regular poker night with some buddies. Oh, cool. And one of the guys that I played with uh, was a commercial banker, and he would always tell us about these crazy loans and businesses and stuff. And one day yeah. he came through and he said, hey, there's this company that's trying to get a loan right now, mm-hmm. and you wouldn't believe how much money they make. And it was a property management company. Oh, he wow. said, you wouldn't believe. And one of the other things he said, I'm not going to name any names here. One okay. of the things he said was, you wouldn't believe, you know, this guy's not the sharpest tool in the shed. <laughs> we should be doing management. This yeah. is, he's propositioning me to go in business with the banker. Oh, wow. Guy. And, uh, you know, I was like, I, I don't know. I'll think about it. But at that time, uh, Central Metro had grown to about 100 or so agents, or we were close to, I forget what, we were close to it. Okay. And so it made sense to go use our own agents as a resource, then bringing in properties. Mm-hmm. And um, and so really that's how I started. I started with the banker mm-hmm. guy and um, and Nick Nowak with Central Metro at the time. Okay. We had a few houses. We looked at buying a book of business. I'd been friends with Manu for a long time. Okay. Uh, for years, we'd done investments together and that kind of stuff. How did you guys meet? Um, I met him at that Remax when I worked at Remax. He was an agent uh, there? He was an agent. Okay. Wow. He was kind of part-time doing real estate. Uh-huh. Uh, Manu, Manu uh, used to own a, a restaurant and yeah. he used to own the Clay Pit yeah. Yeah. downtown. And, uh, it still so exists. It still exists. Yeah. 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 They sold it. And, yeah, nice. He had bought the building and everything. Like they. He, oh yeah. wow. Yeah. That's a that's a yeah. real estate. Yeah. Prime real estate. Yeah. So so yeah, and he got uh, when he got out of that, he you know he owns he still owned a bunch of rental properties, and uh, I think he was just kind of looking for something to do. Mm. And so I said, hey, check out this property management thing. I'd mm. really you know I'd love for you to be a part of it. And we took a class together. We only had we just set up the entity, and um, had a few doors, mm. and we were looking at we were looking hoping to find a book or like a, something like that. And, and that's kind of how it happened. Did you go to him because you saw a certain skill set that he had yes. that you thought would be Absolutely. a good addition? Yeah. No, he, he had said before we had done some investing stuff together and we had, uh, we had another partner in there. He and I just gelled really, really worked really, really good together. That's awesome. And he had said that before. And so I'd, we were kind of looking for something. Mm. I was hoping, you know, we had looked at some other businesses together mm-hmm. too. Um, so this just worked out great. Very cool. Yeah. So yeah, and so that was 11-ish, 12, somewhere in there. 2012, I think. Okay. Thir- or 
Maybe so at this point, no, did you have? I'm getting Tyler. Yeah. No one's gonna. Like, fact, so, we're so, not gonna fact check you. I don't remember. <laughs> Somewhere between eleven and thirteen. Sure. Um, so you had four partners at the time. Yeah. The banker, so had, Nick, had, and the, yep, that's 25, it. And the 25, banker, 25, 25. Yeah, the banker had too much going on, um, and uh, Nick, I ended up buying out of uh, everything. He mm. had other other things going on, mm-hmm. and so it ended up being just me and Manu. Okay. And so Manu and I owned. The uh, we own the management company get together, so mm-hmm. it just made sense that I bring him in to S- Central Metro too. Mm. Wow! And so he bought into there, and he's helped me fix inefficiencies there too. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> <laughs> so he's pretty involved on operations there as well. N- not much anymore. Like okay. C- Central Metro is a different up. animal. Like there's not as many property management has, as you know, a mm. bunch of moving parts. Right. Yeah. Like with brokerage, it's relatively straightforward. I mean, you have compliance issues, you have you know training. That sort of stuff, you know, making sure that everybody's doing their job, but there's not like, oh, well, how do we, you know, this <laughs> this plumbing is doing this weird thing. What do we do? Who do we call? Or, right. you know, in what situation is the tenant responsible or whatever? Sure. It's pretty straightforward on the brokerage side for okay. doing closes. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so that's when we, we started up. And then um, I guess it was a few years ago. No, it was because it was before... George was around mm. whenever you, Matt actually called me uh-huh. and I think he was looking at, nice. yeah, baby. Yeah, I think he was trying to purchase, I don't know what it was. Like something had come I was up. just trying to network, man. Yeah, that's, then, that's what I do. Yeah. And he so. He just gets lonely. And so he's yeah. like, I got to call him. <laughs> and, so, and I don't even remember like <laughs> yeah. when I saw your name, but I get these names and I hear something I'm like, I got to, I got to figure out what's going on over here. Yeah. 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 So we had lunch at uh, Hoover's. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Well, he had called and he says, he tells me, you know, he's got, you know, just like an open book. Like, this is what I'm doing. This is what's going on. And yeah. I, I'm going to buy some management companies. And, you know, and this is what, and I was like, listen, man, those are hard to find. Yeah. Like, they're not, like I've been looking for a minute. I was like, but I like the way you think. Uh-huh. And I was like, so that's when we, let's, let's, let's hook up. And right. so we met and we talked. And then I like, I think it was a, a really mutual, enjoyable conversation. I like the guy. He's a hard guy not to like. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Appreciate it. Yeah. And, uh, you know, and then we kind of parted ways. And then a few times I'd asked him about other things. I think like, you know, bounce some ideas. Like, what do y'all do about this? Or how oh, do you cool. do this? Or whatever. Yeah. And then I think it wasn't until Sunroom came around mm. and we started talking about size. Like, what do you think? And, you know, kind of, uh, and then I was actually met someone that said it like, hey, why don't we just look at putting this whole thing as one big deal? Right. Yeah. You, know, you want to merge? And I was like, mm, yes. <laughs> Wow. Let's, let's look at that. Yeah, yeah. It was so. a process. I mean, but no, was that was a, like was, six months ago yeah, or something. Yeah, it was, like, it was, it was a, No, October, I think, is when we had that conversation. Okay. And so we and we're, met. Yeah, February. So. We met a yeah. lot of times, and oh. they came out to the Tyndall where we were living. We probably met six or seven times. The first time I met Monty, we had barbecue yeah. downtown, mm-hmm. and then um, we just kept the conversation going. Yeah. yeah. Well, this is a question for both of you guys. So what's that thought process like going into, like, joining forces, really? Because I would imagine... Um, from your side, if like you know Matt proposed, like, hey, let's let's link up. You being like, no, like this is my company. I'm gonna grow it myself. Mm. That would be, I guess, the the go to for most people. Um, why is it different for you guys? What's your thought process going into that? For me, like I've got big ambitions and I, right. I want to do a lot of different things. Yeah, and it's pretty easy for me to recognize that you can't do that on your on your own. Uh-huh. So in order to really build something, you've got to get great people mm-hmm. on the team. And I felt like that's what Jason was and Manu. And so, you know, trying to keep everything to myself just to say it's my own is, in my opinion, small-minded. Sure. And so I was trying to think big. Mm-hmm. How do you do something big? And I believe that anybody that does anything big has a lot of support. Like, nobody does it on their own, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Even, that's right. We've talked about this before, but, like, Elon Musk or somebody like that, like, they probably have 
very critical people. Yeah. But no one's ever heard of them. But there's no way that they there's just no way it's do not, everything. Not just yeah, them. I, don't, right. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know enough to, to speak. I know somebody like that has, I think he's got a couple PhDs too. That, <laughs> he's that, kind that, of a genius. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that might have been a bad example. <laughs> right. Yeah. But, 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 but anyway, like yeah. I've just kind of always felt like if you can get the right people mm-hmm. in the right positions, then who cares about saying it's all yours or, or whatever it may be? Like, get people that have certain values and, and go do what you're great at and let them do what they're great at, and then it works out way better for everybody. That's it. Yeah. And I'm, I'm not, you know, I am never going to say, like, I'm too proud of, of this, that, or to not, or just, you know, want to keep something all my own. Like, yeah. it's just not a... Um, I was really excited at the opportunity of it. I like, if, you ha- if you've got... Let's put it this way: like if we were two competitive companies, we're both doing really well yeah. in the same space, but we both have the same goal. Yeah. Not aligned yet. He's working on his goal, and I'm working on my goal. Uh-huh. Now we put those two things together. We're both working on the same goal yeah. at the same pace. He, nothing's changed. He's still as hungry as he was before we met. Yeah. I still am too. Right. But now we're combined instead of working against each other. Yeah. And so, so that's the big. That's a big, right? Yeah. Now, so you know. You, Add in having the efficiencies, the economies of scale, all those other bonuses that come along with it, mm-hmm. right, are the reasons why I would, yes, let's entertain this. Mm-hmm. So then the, what he was talking about before, all the meetings, is a courting of one another. Like sure. you, Literally, yeah. like we had to hang out and like drink beers and make sure that it's going to work out because you are, it's, it's somewhat of a marriage. I mean, it really yeah. is. So you have to, it's not just like, you know, you have to have your, your business goals have to be reasonably aligned, right? Yeah. But also your personalities can't clash. I mean, you've got to be right. some, you know, on the, on the same page and not, you know, not an unreasonable person. Yeah. And I think that's what took so long in the process really is everybody getting to know everybody. Mm. So I yeah. think it's really, it's and, really important. Yeah, and, for sure. You know, like I said, having people, I recognize I can't do everything on my own. So yeah. I want to get the good people in place. Right. The merger is exciting. Just saying mergers gets me excited. <laughs> yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. And even, you know, now that I think about it, like, I, I feel like there's probably very few management companies that have probably ever merged. or And even in Austin, like, what big companies merge? Well, I don't think you hear a lot about those. I know there's smaller... Like, it's buyouts are normal, but merge? Yeah. No, that's true. Yeah. So it's just exciting. Like it it's, is, yeah. A, a lot of the guys I know in town, they've just been doing it forever. Yeah. You know, a lot of these these management companies have been around for... Like, right. the big ones have been around for a long time. Yeah. You know? And also, I'm competitive. You're competitive. You're very competitive. Mm-hmm. How can I get an edge over the rest of the competition? Sure. This is... In my mind, right. this is the way. Like, yeah. I don't really think that we have any competition. It's all about within ourselves now. Like, let's just go out and get it. I'm not really worried about another company being better than us. Yeah. Like, by, by no means. Mm-hmm. And that's, like, really cool to say. Like, 100% in my heart believe we're going to be the best management company. That's really good. No, right that's, now. Mm-hmm. Right now. Yeah. Uh, there's, I don't know whose quote it is, but that, like, talks about, you know, you shouldn't ever look at trying to be better than your fellow man. Mm-hmm. You want to be better than the best version. You, know, you want to be the best version of yourself, better right. than the previous version of yourself. You yeah. Know? I believe that Austin, it, it's got to be as competitive as it gets. Mm-hmm. I would think on every so, level, man, right? In real estate. I mean, it's maybe a, like San Francisco or some other tech. Yeah. You know, but Austin's but it's a, up there. It's a you know? small market. Like, whenever I graduated from AM, they have 100% job placement because there's not that many people. Mm. And it's extremely easy to, like, I could go get a job in Houston and New York and California all day long mm-hmm. with my master's degree in real estate. Yeah. But in Austin, I couldn't find anything. Yeah, and that's so, crazy. Like, if you can figure it out here, I I believe, and that and that's leading into what we've got going on with this merger. Like, there's no reason, very high ambitions, mm-hmm. that we can't go do this all over the country, mm-hmm. right? If we can figure it out in Austin, why can't we figure it out in 
Oklahoma, California, wherever it may be. Sure. Right? right, yeah. And so Absolutely. that's the goal. And another reason why I did this is like they feel the same way. They want to grow. Mm-hmm. And I knew by myself that I would be in Austin. Mm-hmm. I just knew. Yeah. I, I would be in I just I wouldn't have the ability to get into a bunch of different markets. Right. Yeah. That's another reason. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Very cool. Yeah, that's so awesome. Um, we only have a few minutes left of battery on the camera. We can continue <laughs> talking on audio if we want to. But so going back to um, you know, Jason in college, did you ever <laughs> <laughs> Did you between the the bar, between here. the crawfish <laughs> crawfish and the beer? <laughs> um, did you ever you know foresee yourself uh, where you are today, or like did you even think about like you know long term goals, or were you just like kind of taking it day by day? Yeah, well, I'll I'll be honest with you, like Jason in college, Jason, bef- let's say pre restaurant, okay, was a very arrogant guy. Oh wow, a very cocky, very arrogant guy. I thought anything I did. Turn to gold. gold, I thought I knew it all. And so that restaurant was the best kick in the teeth that could have happened to me. Wow. So did I think I was going to be here? Yeah. I thought I was going to have more than I have now. Wow. I thought I was going to be wildly successful. Yeah. A chain of whatever it was I was going to do. Yeah. Right? So, um, yes, I've always... I've always wanted, I think that's most young men, right? You long for more. Right, yeah. Um, But I I really thought that I was going to knock it out of the park and, you know, in my 20s and be... One of these uh, on my yacht. Yeah, <laughs> you know? yeah, 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 for sure, man. Wow. So, um, yeah. so even now, looking into the future, um, you know, we ask uh, people kind of like long-term goals. Sure. Um, you know, what does that look like for you, or are you taking it day by day now? Like, has has your, um, I guess, drive changed over the years? I, I think my uh, focus has changed. Okay. My drive is as strong as it ever was. Mm-hmm. I still want. I think I want what most men want. More. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, I, you know, as far as, I, the, just like I said, the, the focus has changed a little bit. Now, I, sure. I, now that I have the, uh, I've been fortunate to have a couple of success, decently successful companies, mm-hmm. I can see that this it's somewhat formulaic. I mean, it's not like this isn't, we're not, with property management, we're not reinventing the wheel here. Yeah. We're not doing something that's not, you know, this has been around for a long time. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so we're doing it right. I think we're doing it. You run a good business. We do things that are right. We make a mistake. We own the mistake. We make it right with the landlord, make it right with the tenant. Yep. Um, and then we go out and we try to get more business mm-hmm. and keep running a good business. Yeah. There's this. I just let that cat out of the bag. That's, the, that's the secret. That's yeah. it. That's really, I think, is it. So do I see, you're asking for long term. I think we're yeah. going to continue to build these businesses. I think we're going to add horizontal businesses. Like mm-hmm. we may get into, who knows, insurance or maybe we'll, you know, whatever Compliments we, we were talking about maybe a maintenance service company to complement sure. our management company. Um, you know, I could see horizontal growth in addition to continuing with vertical. You know, just doing what we're doing, but do it in San Antonio and Dallas and Houston and yeah. pick a new state and, and mm-hmm. head there because it's the same formula. Mm-hmm. It's not, we don't have to reinvent the wheel. Right. That's gotcha. great. Yeah, yeah. that's I mean, awesome. We usually we end with me asking for advice for entrepreneurs, but I think there it is yeah, right there. Right. Consistency, right? Yeah. Just do the right thing and be consistent. There's no, there's no secrets and there's no shortcuts. Right? No, there are no shortcuts. I mean, and people I, think that nowadays because the, the tech industry, right? Yeah. Like these billionaires or whatever. Yeah. But like at the end of the day, you just have to keep going. Now, yeah. I, read, I read some of this stuff. This, you know, this, people think that you're going to just turn on and start making all this money. And it's just not realistic. You may in the short term, but I'm not about being, you know, short term rich. I want to be long term wealthy. Mm-hmm. You know, like it's, I forget who said the quote, but, you know, they were saying like, um, 
Oh, Shaquille O'Neal, when he was playing basketball, was a rich man. Mm-hmm. The guy signing his paycheck was wealthy, mm-hmm. right? I want to be that guy signing the paycheck. <laughs> right, wealthy. Yeah. I don't want like short term. So it's right. you know, how do we build these things for the for the long run? Yeah, and that takes time. That's not there's no magic pill or formula. Right. Yeah. Hard work and hard work. Long term thinking. That's right. Yeah. That's awesome. Well, how can our listeners find out more about you um, and Stone Oak? They can look us up. We're stoneoakmgmt.com, okay. stoneoakmarygeorgemarytom.com. <laughs> I'm Jason Huval. You can Google my name, and you'll find all kinds of good and bad things about me, I'm sure. On there. <laughs> I'm not a hard guy to find. I right. run a big brokerage, and I have to be accessible. So Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, I'm pretty easy to get. Um, well, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. This is not going to be the last cool. time. Um, our viewers and, and listeners are going to um, hear and see a lot more of you. So. I'm um, really excited for the future. That was fun. Thanks, man. Yeah, man. Cheers. Hey, cheers. cheers to a new entity. <laughs> <laughs> All right, listeners, signing off.